Man, Mitch, no Joel Embiid, no victory. Nah. 0-2 without the big fella, man. It's crazy, right? It is crazy. It's, uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. And we'll talk about what it is and what does it mean and give some results of a recap of what happened last night next on Locked On 76ers. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. My name is Keith Pompey. I'm the co-host of Locked On 76ers. Right next to me is my man, John Mitchell. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. The other, co- <laughs> the other co-host, he got me saying, yo, yo, yo. The other co-host of Locked On 76ers. But we got a lot to talk to y'all about today. So basically, the 76ers lost to the New Orleans Pelicans, 124-114. to 114. The Sixers found out or announced that Joel Embiid wasn't going to play 30 minutes before the game. With that, now, there's a little bug going around the team. Assistant coach Bobby Jackson wasn't at the arena back at the hotel because he's sick, too. Jaden Springer is, has been away for the team for the last couple games, maybe about three, four games because of an illness. And last night, Mitch, they, without Joel, it was like they never had a chance. I mean, they tried. Do you know they played three different centers in the first quarter? Three That's in the crazy. first quarter. And it they couldn't they couldn't do anything. I mean, this team was just I ain't gonna say bombing threes. They were just going in the lane like move, get out the way, get out the way. Right, right. right. Dunking on them. I mean, it was a a rough display for the Sixers early on. It was. It was not a um, you know, it, it just it just goes to show you the value of, of Embiid and, and how teams and when, you know, when he gets to those 10, 12, 15 games where he's not there on a regular basis, it just during the regular season, it just shows you the team. I mean, that is the formula, you know, um, if you're going to beat them and, and, and possibly even knock them out early when Joel's not playing, it's attack, attack, attack. And that's what New Orleans did. Uh, and, and Zion eight, it wasn't it wasn't a two fake last night. It was uh, a two seventy. <laughs> it was a two seventy sixes last night, um, and uh, yeah, it was just a you know that this that, that's going to be the mo on those nights when Joel it's not going to require when he's not there. It's not even going to require a whole lot of coaching expertise. The, the the blueprint is is there. You know, attack them. Maybe they become yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 you're right. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, no, I, I said, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, they, they become a center. They become completely centerless and they become a donut team in, in the middle. 
Yeah, they were. I mean, we, another and it, it, another thing that doomed the Sixers was they had like twenty-one turnovers, leading to thirty-one Pelican points. Now, and the thing is, the Pelicans, yeah, the Pelicans ended up turning the ball over a lot too because this was the craziest thing. And well, you know, we'll talk more about it, but it was like the Pelicans emptied, like they gave these dudes, they was emptying the bench like one by one, like right, so. They would get like the standing ovation. The crowd was clapping. They come out and come up a minutes, seconds later, whatever. Next dude come out. And then all of a sudden, the Sixers kept their starters in. And they was just like coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then they got, and so what happened is they had to bring the starters back in. And, you know, at that point, it takes you a couple minutes to get back into the flow. Yeah. Cause yeah. like, you know, you're like, oh man, like I, I'm, I'm no mm-hmm. longer in game mode, right? But it was it was bad, man. It was bad. Like in the first quarter, we talked about it. Um, they shot seventy-seven point eight percent in the first quarter, right? Yeah. And, and then they were up twenty-four point sixty to thirty-six with four minutes left in for intermission. And then they built a commanding twenty-nine point cushion in the third quarter, right? Yeah. But the Sixers, like I said, they pulled within eight points with 147 left, you know, after um, lost momentum, but taking their starters out too soon. But when we talk about Zion, he had 33 points on 11 for 12 shooting. Dude, I don't know where the miss came at. Because at first it was like 10 for 10, then it was 11 for 11, right? And then that's what it said on the, you know, the in-game box score. Mm-hmm. But then when you leave the, when you get to the lot, when you get to the media room, it's kind of like, oh, 11 for 12. I don't know where the one came at. Yeah. I don't know where the one came Right? Yeah. Huh? It's funny you mentioned that, because you were at the game, and, you know, I'm watching it, and I, I don't recall seeing the miss. Nah. Uh-uh. Nah. And, and then not only was he dominant, so he made 11 to 12 free throws, too. Now, so he had eight rebounds, six assists, and three steals. Like 12 of his points came in the second quarter. And on the crazy, because he only had four points at the end of the first quarter. But this is the crazy thing about it. Zion Williamson scored 33 points, eight rebounds, and seven assists, right? And for his career, the four games he played against the Sixers, his average is 33 points, right? His average is 8.7 rebounds. His average is 5.7 or 5.8 assists, right? So you look at him like, dang, this dude is dogging him. Now, I mean, he it was like a, a he he always dogs him. Like, you know what I mean? It was just a normal game. Yeah. Now you look at Valachunas, right? This guy um had 17 points, but he only he made eight of nine shots. Mm. So between the two, they only missed two shots. It was, it was, it was. It was ridiculous, Mitch. It was ridiculous. And and, and you know, and again, and, and they weren't shooting jumpers either. You know, they were they were at they were at or near the rim. Uh and again, you know, with, with that, that that that's the that's the MO, that's the model, that's the template. You know, when Joel's not there, you know, you're decent and you know, and that's why, you know, you keep hoping and last night we did get a chance to see uh, you know, we had a Mo Bomba sighting, but you wanna see, but he's so frail. I mean, you look at him. And you watch him out there with those guys. And as soon as he got was on the court, he got into early foul trouble. And whoever he was guarding uh, was calling for the ball. Uh, Valencia Unis, and I'll never be able to get his name right. Valencia Unis. Valencia Unis. 
you know, I, I got him like a, a, I call him like he's a fruit growing up on the, in the Mediterranean or something like change his name around. You know? <laughs> but, um, but, you know, he, uh, yeah, there was just, a, there was just no defensive presence at the rim and they became aware of it instantly. Um, and it made it for, a, it wasn't really an, an X and O intensive uh, effort needed to, you know, to, to figure out how to attack them. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It, it wasn't at all. I mean, um, it, you know, you look at it, it. It wasn't that at all. It was. It was. Um, it was simple. Now, the one thing about it is, like, it. It was weird, like, because you know, Marcus Morris uh, got the you know his second start. He started the last time the Sixers played right mm-hmm. um, without Embiid. Um, so he got the start. But then all of a sudden he got a quick hook and then they brought Mo Bamba in. Right. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, so then they bring Morris back in, but they keep Mo Bamba in there. So they bring Morris in at the, at a power forward. So yeah. then you're looking at it. Then all of a sudden they, uh, Mo Bamba picks up his second uh, foul and they bring in um, Paul Reed. And to be honest with you, Paul Reed was doing okay, like better than both of them for a little bit. He's looked, he's looked good this year. Yeah, and then they took and him his out. Role, and his role, when he, when he has to play up, that's when it becomes yeah. more problematic for him. But he, he looked okay. But then you looked at it, but Valachunas wasn't, you know, it wasn't that he was stopping them. I mean, like, from when he did shoot, but he just wasn't getting the opportunities when he was in there for a little bit. And then he picked – then they take <laughs> – excuse me, him out, and then they had Nicholas Batum uh, as a small ball center, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like, wow. I mean, but so they, they played like four different centers, four different people played center in the first in the first half, but yeah. three in the first nine minutes. Three yeah. different centers in the first nine minutes. It was crazy. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, Keith, you, you know, teams, teams roll these kind of games out where – Okay, now not only were you not miss, were you without your best player, but you were also without your best effort. You know, the the Sixers were very sloppy. They were they they were sloppy defensively. They were passing guys off and just allowing the crews to the basket. Um, You know, they 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 got out rebounded last. They just didn't play well. It looks like, you know, the the game started. They they started for twenty minutes after the game. They started playing basketball twenty minutes. And after the game started, after the tip, and I think that Nick Nurse recognized that. I mean, you can see him, you know, he was reaching and searching for, you know, what can I do? What combinations can I do to stop the bleeding? And they just, you know, early on, there was no combination to stop that bleeding. When you fall behind by 29 in, a, in an NBA game, it's rare, you know, when a team comes back from 29, that, that game usually leads Sports Center, you know, and, uh, and, and there was nothing. That was going to bring them back from that deficit last night, and they they just they just you know that's that's one of those games where I you know coaches see it and it's like hey man and and, and kudos to seventy sixers because they did rally they did rally uh, late in the game with the with the reserve with the Pelicans reserves on the floor for which was kind of funny because it forced it forced um, New Orleans to go back to their starters. But that game was just kind of you, you never felt the seventy sixers just like the Minnesota game. You never felt the 76ers really had a chance and if they could, you know, 
yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, it was one of those. It was over. Like it was. Yeah, it was over quick, fast, and yeah. I mean, Shucks, it was over the moment you realized Joel and B wasn't playing. I hate to say it, but yeah, yeah, like. you know what I mean. That's what yeah. it felt like. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I want. I want to talk to y'all about game time. Right, game time. Now, game time is. You know, there's been times where, you know, I've been wanting to get tickets for you know people from well for my family, um, and especially my daughter. You know, have her go to a, a game with me, or, or not with me, but you know, just go to the game. Um, and it's like last minute. You know, you want to go. You don't want to spend too much money. You don't want to do this. You don't. You know, it's just a lot of things. You don't want the hassle. And guess what? I realized that they got game time. I realized that game time is the best place because see, with game time, you you don't have to worry about when you're buying tickets. You know, to your next big event. Game time is fast and is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you, right? So what it does is it has last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, easy to find and buying tickets for every kind of event in your area. You get views from all seats in the venue. How many times you go there and they say, hey, we got this great seat, this and that, and then you, you show up and you're like, Nah, man, like, I got a column in front of me. I can't see. Nah, you don't have to worry about that at game time. What you do is when you go to game time, it's like you click on the seat you want, and it gives you the view of the seat. You can't beat that. So I'm just telling you, you know, you just go uh, take the um, guesswork out of buying tickets with game time, download the game time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-B-A for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. I'm telling y'all, you need to do it today. It's a great deal and you won't regret it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And you won't get that seat behind the column because that is, I, I don't even know why they still build those tickets. We've all sat in them before. About <laughs> to curse somebody out too. Uh, like, yo. <laughs> I know, right? I know. I know. So, look, I want to talk to y'all before we get back into the next seven, uh, segment about, you know, this 24 7 streaming channel. Locked On has launched the first ever national 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for your 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel now mitch we talked about you know the game we talked about certain things um nick batoon left in the third quarter um he re he re hyper extended mm. his uh his index finger um the last time he did it it was against the boston Celtics. the first time they played him and he was the momentum was every he was like he was amped up this and that so he basically injures it he runs to the locker room gets it taped up this is like late in the second quarter 
And then next thing you know, he's back on the court and, and playing. This time it happened in the third. Now, this time they were also, they were getting boat raced at this time. Mm-hmm. And um, he basically is kind of like one of those things where, you know, he didn't come back. And I asked him in post game and I said, was it a matter of, you know, you, uh, the, the, it was, was it worse or was it just a matter of the, the outcome the way it was? And he said, nah, sometimes you got to use common sense like that, right? You know what I mean? Um, but uh, but uh, be smart. He said, you got to be smart about it. But he expects to play on tomorrow, on Friday. Now, he's, he's going to get an x-ray. He's mm-hmm. going to do this, but everything seems fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he is, uh, I don't know, man, he's a pro's pro. But to me, when, you know, you lose a guy like him, you know, and I'm not talking about this game because that game, the game we just talked about was over at that point. Right. He's a big, important piece for them moving forward, heading into Boston. Now, if he wants to sit out the Wizards game, if he wants to sit out the uh, Hawks game or whatever, I I understand. But they need him not only to play, but they need him to play well. They do. Lead teams. Yeah, they do, especially since Boston has really, you know, since they lost to the 76ers, they have looked really, really good. Um, well, actually, since, since beating the 76ers, the last, last time we saw it, they've continued to roll. Um, and, and about his injury, I I don't know if you had a good what kind of anger you had the first time he suffered. I think he, he he jammed it into the rim or the backboard, if I'm not mistaken, the first time he suffered that. It, it looked like it was far worse when it happened. But mm-hmm. I, I just, the last night, I can kind of understand if they don't bring him back saying, you know, this is – this is a game that we're going to lose in all likelihood. Um, you know, whatever, let's just, let's, let's err on the side of caution um, and use common sense as he said, and, and hope that we have a full contingent um, in Boston, you know, um, because mm-hmm. that's what you want to do. Now. I mean, Boston's got the best record in the conference, um, perhaps in the league, if I'm not mistaken. And that you know this this is this will be the third. I, I can't remember a season when they played we have played Boston three times, um so early, in the uh, in the regular season as 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 will be the case here. So again, it's a, it's a measuring stick game, you know. Um, and you know you, you don't want you you want to go there and possibly snatch a win against Boston, and to have the full complement. Is is a ne- is a necessity. I, I you know who knows if Kelly Oubre will, will, will be back in time. I still sense that they're going to be very cautious with Kelly Oubre um, on, on bringing him back. But Boston's playing really well right now, and you do want to have a you know, your full contingency of players available to you when you go against them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing with Kelly, you know, from what I'm like, you know, the, the Nick Nurse wants to see. What he's going to do today? Today he's supposed to be a, a full participant at practice. They're going. They're hoping to see that. Okay. They hope. They're hoping to see if they can do that. Um. So. So we'll see. Now the one thing about the whole Kelly Oubre thing is, but if he's not able to go, then they got a couple of days. If they feel like he's not able to go, then you got. Uh, I don't know if they're going to practice on Saturday, but you look at Sunday. They can practice on Sunday, like Monday, Tuesday, and then take the train down to D.C. for Wednesday. So yeah. that gives them three to four days of practice with Kelly. Right. Instance, right. 
So so that's you know right in and there. That's something. Um, that's a bonus if you if he doesn't play today. Mm-hmm. But to me, you know, when we look at this team, you know, and we're talking about we talked about Nick Batum. He only had one shot attempt, and he played 14 minutes, seven seconds. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyrese Maxey had cold game high, 33 yeah. points. He was at 13 of uh, 25 uh, shot attempts. Mm-hmm. We look at the guys who really struggled in my eyes um, of their starters, the guys who you depend on, yeah. were uh, Tobias Harris and and DeAnthony Melton. And, and when I'm talking about – struggling what i mean by tobias tobias had five turnovers he was a turnover waiting to happen at one point and i know maxi had five turnovers and melton did but in the second but in the in the second quarter at times you know tobias was you know like just getting stripped left and right um but he and then the anthony melton shot five for 14 right and he was jack and freeze now he shot 40 percent from three but he shot a lot. I mean, he shot like 10 of those joints, but he couldn't make anything else. To, uh, he ended up with 17 points. Tobias had 12 on five for 10. But when you look at it, between those three, what did they have? They had 13 turnovers, 13 of the 21. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And I think that's why he was he was Nick Nurse was tinkering with the with the with the lineup because there was no cons- consistency there was um it was, it was, they just played sloppily yeah and and um you know i, I mean speaking about the bias the bias has cooled off lately you know and, and if, i mean if you look at his last you know what do you have he had 12 last night um he had eight versus he had eight versus the lakers he wasn't really required to do anything and he had 16 in a nice win at okc and against minnesota he had 15 um, so, you know, he's cooling off a little bit right through here, uh, and, and he needs to become more aggressive. And, you know, you, you touched on that earlier um, in, in a podcast a few a few days ago that is, is he becoming – is the ball sticking a little bit more? Are they playing a little bit more of the two-man game? Uh, Tobias has to be – he has to continue to be aggressive. You know, you've, you've, you've put – you know, there's no longer James Harden there. And, and and you're still whatever the sixth big three is, you know. I mean, we know it's it's a big two, but that third guy really needs to be Tobias, especially as long as Kelly Oubre is out, and he's kind of falling off a little bit lately, you know. Yeah. Um, and he has to come get the ball, you know. He can't be expecting the ball if, if you know he's got to make himself available, and and he was doing that much better earlier in the season than he's done it say over the last two weeks now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what it is. I think, like we talked about yesterday, you know, they're going more. What was happening is Maxi is being told to be more aggressive for himself. Mm-hmm. And in the past, I think he was looking more to kick it out to Tobias or find yeah. Tobias. Yeah. And now it's like you know, it. You know, he's looking. He's he's being told. Yeah, yeah. You can see Take it. Care yourself first. And then do other things, right? Do other things. So, you know, we'll see. And we'll see if they can get it together. I think that we talked about before, but I think when Kelly gets back, it's going to be a little bit more balanced because it's going to be tougher to defend certain people. And and they're all going to eat. But I want to talk real quick, man. I want to talk about FanDuel. So 
As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, and more. So visit FanDuel slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. Again, FanDuel. Go there, um, FanDuel.com slash locked on to kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So, Mitch, when we look at this, overall, you look at this loss, is it concerning to you? Because, you know, we talked about it. We didn't really mention it much, but they, the other team shot 77.8%. The, the Pelicans shot 77.8% against them. When they lost to the Minnesota Timberwolves without MB, the Timberwolves shot 60% against them in the first Mm -hmm. first quarter, right? Now, is that concerning to you? It it is somewhat um, because, you know, the the losses that stand out to us right now are those losses without MB and that, you know, if if teams are going to attack you early, and they are, um, you know, you take you take a guy out of the, out of the lineup who's you know the leading scorer in the league, a guy who, you know, is is the MVP, and he's a big man in the league. Where big and there are very few teams now that are big man centric, and you know they, they've just got to, in, in those games. They know they're going to be without Joella. Granted, they found out thirty minutes before the game started. You know that that Joel wasn't going to be there. I mean, but you you know they had to have an idea because the brother wasn't that shoot around. You know what I'm saying? Like, but yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. They had so to have some type. That's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. So, so it wasn't it wasn't a mystery to them. Yeah, um, yeah. You know they 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 kept it under wraps until you know right before game time. But you know because because like you know after you know after these after the first quarter they did play. You know, and, and they really rallied at the end of the game, and they weren't si- significantly outscored. And at the, I think in the fourth quarter, they, they scored almost 40 points last night, if I'm not mistaken. Listen, man, what they did is, and here's the thing, after the first quarter, they outscored them 90 to 85. Now, again, a lot of it was the team took the foot off the gas. Right. But they out they won just about every quarter besides that first quarter. Yeah. But the damage is done, you know. um, you know, every team makes a run in the NBA, and that's kind of cliche, but they made that run when those, when those starters came out. And kudos to the 76ers, you know, for continuing to play. You know, it, it just wasn't that typical NBA game you see where it's like, okay, it's, it's mailed in. But, again, I never I never felt <clears throat> that that um, the Sixers would threaten them um, last night. But it's, it's a bit concerning because you just know that they're – it's a very simple blueprint and teams are going to follow it. You know, when Joel is out and, and, and you know, you're getting what, 10, 12 more of those games, at least where he's just not going to be there. Um, you, you, teams know what to do, you know, just attack them, come out aggressive early on and get them flustered, get them playing out of rhythm. You know, you know it's almost like a boxing match where you hit somebody 
early in the first round and you've got a flash knockdown and you know the 76ers are susceptible to the same thing in basketball parlance they they get hit early without having joel's presence out there um and, and you know with joel you can control tempo you know teams can't run you know if, if you can park him down and you can get into that two-man game um and, and you have more options when those options aren't available you know and, and you're taking four shots and you know, shots further away from the rim, that often turns into fast breaks, and teams are going to utilize that against them. So, but uh, I'm I'm concerned, but I, you you just hope that this is a, a, a very healthy season for Joel, so you, you don't have to worry about this as much because it's clear early on. You know, you take him out of out of the lineup, and the 76 they 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 come down two notches. And they, yeah. They, then it comes short, and you, you're, for, you're forced to play small ball. Well, the problem is so here's the here's the problem with this at this. Like last year, it was a portion of the season where the Sixers played better when Joel was off the floor. Like they just mm-hmm. did, early in the, in the season, it was mm-hmm. like they had a, a tough time with him, right? Mm-hmm. Early with him, and then they got it together. Um, they all start playing well together, and then in the playoffs. I mean, people forget they closed out the Brooklyn Nets and won their first playoff game against Boston without Joel. I remember so that. It's kind of sort of that's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. And what happened is, like, let's let's we got to be honest. James Harden was the one who was stepping up, and know whenever yeah. Joel was out, Harden stepped up. You know, Tobias got more shots. I mean, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But right now, somebody has to step up. I mean, they just have to step up. And, you know, I get it. I know Maxie had 33 points and all this and that. But a lot of that came when the other team had their bench out and, and was yeah. rested, right? Right. Um, uh, but, but yeah, that's what happened. They got to step up. You got to get big play. Now, like one thing is they did go with Paul Reed as the starter in those games last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. that has to be the thing because – that center position is getting dominated, yeah. Uh, you know there, and there's nothing against them. You know, I mean, Marcus is getting points and all stuff, but Paul Reed, when he comes in the game, stuff happens. Right. I mean, think about it. He kind of shorts some things up. They played better a little bit in the second quarter this past game. The other game, they 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 pulled within five points, like when they lost. So those are the things that I'm talking about that they need. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, we, the one thing we can't factor out, you know, I, I think Ubre could be that guy because I think he is um, a slithery scorer. And I think that he's a guy who, you know, you, this is a guy who averaged 20 points per game last year. Um, and granted, he's averaging 16 this year, but he was very effective. And when, when he was on the floor, they were, they, they were, they were much better. They've been a much better team this season. So, you know, Get, get Kelly Oubre back in that lineup, and I think some of the um, the scoring laws will end. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I agree. But look, I want to. We want to thank y'all for for listening. We want to thank y'all for you know uh, taking the time out your morning to uh, join us to talk about seventy sixers. Um, we want you guys to know that you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast at, and on YouTube. It is free and available wherever you get your podcast at and on YouTube. 
Um, and we want to make sure that you guys have a great day. We want to get that out there. Say that. Have a great day. This is uh, Thursday. You got one more day to work on the week. If you, unless you're me, <laughs> but yeah, but, but uh, for you, <laughs> I know, right? So, um, but uh, but yeah, tomorrow we'll have an update on on Kelly Oubre. Um, we'll we'll have some other things. We'll preview tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's night game against the Boston Celtics, and uh, but we want to make sure that you guys have a blessed day, and um, and again, thank you for listening. Peace. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Appreciate you.